0: We'll uh, do a review now of the uh, second uh, simon, the second sicha in the Dvar Malchus uh, that the Rebbe distributed discussing the topic of Mashiach that were printed in the Rebbe's sichas. This sicha is in volume 34, Lama Dalad, in the sicha of Sheftim. And this uh, Sikha discusses the Nitzchios, Simon Bey's Nitzchios, Haftochas HaGe'ula, the eternity of the promise of the Ge'ula. The Sicha, the Rebbe discusses details in the Rambam, in Perikyud Aleph, and the Rebbe points out the Rambam's view that believing in the coming of Mashiach is a Torah command in the stories of the Torah. It is a prophecy, but it is also in addition and more so it's a mitzvah. It's part of a mitzvah. As far as the eternity of Torah, when we talk about a mitzvah, a mitzvah has the most lasting and literal translation. And therefore, Adrebe the explains the Rambam says that believing in Mashiach covers all aspects. It's a story of the Torah. The Torah tells us about it. It's a prophecy in the Parshas Bilam. And the Rabbam writes in a separate halacha that <coughs> this is part of the mitzvah of Ore Miklot. And Ore Miklot as a mitzvah means that this could never be changed. And it means literally, the mitzvah literally. And that's what's added. In halocha base in the Rambam, by bringing it in a separate special halocha, the mitzvah of Ore Miklot, which is part of that mitzvah, is the coming of Mashiach when there will be the additional three Ore Miklots, as the Posek says. And the Rebbe also brings out there is also a certain Level of strength by saying that this is also from prophecy, as the Rebbe will explain throughout this. Yikha. But first, let's learn inside uh, Ois Aleph. So the Rebbe quotes from the Rambam, Kosav Harambam Melochim. So the Rambam in the laws of Melochim writes, Hamelech Hamoshiach Osid Lamit. King Mashiach is destined to stand up. And he will bring back the kingdom of the house of David to its old status. By the way, the previous halacha, the Rebbe has a few different, uh, the Rebbe mentions some of the same questions, but the Rebbe gives a little bit of a different twist over here, in addition to what we learned in the first Sikha. the first uh, part is Simon Aleph of the Dvar <coughs> Further, the Rambam says, boy. Anyone who doesn't believe in Mashiach, or one who doesn't wait, look forward to, anticipate his coming, isn't only denying the other prophets. As the Rambam says later on, in the Nevi'im, it's full of the prophecy of Mashiach. So, of course, we would know that if one doesn't believe in Mashiach, he would be denying all the other prophets. But here the Rabbi is saying it is not only the other prophets alone that he is denying, but rather in the Torah and Moshe, a teacher. How is it from the Torah? Because it's a Torah that talks about it. The Torah testifies on him about Mashiach. So first he brings the Parsley of nitzavim in which Moshe Rabbeinu says to the Yidden that eventually the Yidden will return to Hashem and they'll do Teshuvah. And then he says... God will return your return and have compassion on you. And he will, once again, he will return and he will gather you in from all places. If you will be pushed away at the edge of the heavens, which means whatever a yid Will be in Golos, even the furthest places, but Hashem, Hashem will bring you. So the general concept that there will be a return, that the yidn will come back from Golos, is very, very clear in the Posik, in this parshav Nitzavim, in which the Torah talks about Hashem will bring back and return you, and he will gather you from the, and if you are. Even at the edge of the Shamayim, Hashem will bring you back. <laughs> the Rambam further says that the Eilu Torah, these words, which are very clear in the Tayro, so it's in a general way, kol like they, it, they include in a general way all the words that were said through all the prophets. So we, as we have in all the prophets, the various different details of what's going to take place in the Torah, it's included in this sentence in which it says, God will bring you back. The that, that Rambam goes, that there's an additional proof. As the Rebbe explains now, this only tells us that there will be a gathering of the Yidin back into Eretz Yisrael, but it doesn't say who's gonna do that. So the Rabbam further brings down that Parshis Bilum Nemar, also in the portion of Bilum it's written, but Vishom Nibe Bishnea over there he prophesies about two Meshichim, which means basically, as this was the Rebbe's a lot discussed in the previous Ois, that we had a Mashiach, which was David HaMelech. And we have the Mashiach HaAchren, which is Mashiach Tzidkenu, Melech HaMashiach. And in the prophecy of Bilam, he prophesizes about both of them. As the Rebbe explained, the uh, whole idea of this in the previous Sikha that he's going to bring back what was lost after the king David that we wanted to go? In any event, there's a Sham Neva Mishnah David, The first Mashiach, which is David, who helped the Yidin in the beginning, and the last Mashiach, the Mashiach Sitkainu, and who may become a, a Bilam, and he brings several psukkim from the portion of Bilam. Which is the prophecy that Bilam told to Balak at the end before he left, and he couldn't, he didn't succeed in trying to curse the Bnei Israel. So then he says, and Rabban explains how this prophecy of Bilam al David Hamashiach, So that's the two proofs, and this proof already. We already see that this is Mashiach. We're not just talking about somebody is going to stand up, but there is going to be a Mashiach in the end of days, Mashiach Achrin, as the Rambam discusses from the portion of Bilam, Dorach Kaych of Miyakov, Shevet Misroel, how each of these psukhim on David and Mashiach. So now we have two proofs basically. So one proof tells us that Mashiach, that there will be a, a the in gathering. The other proof tells us that there's going to be a Mashiach. But then in a separate halacha, <coughs> the Rambam writes, <coughs> the Rambam continues, also by the cities of refuge, there's another Pasuk over there. The Pasuk says, Torah talks about that they separated the three on the other side of the Jordan River and on the Eretz Yisrael side of the Jordan River. Three and three. And the Pesach says there, Im Yarchiv that when, if Hashem will widen your territory, meaning the land of Israel will Increase, it'll become bigger. So then you need additional. Then you should add additional three cities. So why would the Torah be telling us that you will need additional three cities if it never happened? It never happened, these things. Hashem would not instruct in vain just in, without a purpose because if it never happens, so why is Hashem giving us a mitzvah of to add another three cities? So therefore, we must say that the Torah is basically telling us over here that there will come a time when and then you will add these three cities. So this is another proof from the Torah that there will be the time of Mashiach, the Geula, and then there will be additional cities added to the cities of refuge. The Ramon concludes in the Halacha but we don't need proof that the prophets because all the books of the Nevi'im are full with this concept. So, so, we need to look in. What is missing in the first evidence that we bring down originally? From the Posseg, which is in the portion of the the talks about Mashiach. So who's Rambam? Rambam needed required to bring down additional, added proof. Also from the Pesach. The Rambam is not just trying to pile up additional places of the Torah. Must be a reason that the first two prophecies aren't sufficient for him and here the Rambam comes up with a an additional what is lacking and as the Rebbe will say later on and he places it not as a follow-up to the first two in halacha aleph but rather he starts halacha base gives this in its own halacha which is also very meaningful as we know that the Rambam is actually precise as we'll see as the Rebbe explains now the need for the two first evidence is understood what is the Rambam intending over here in the laws of Malachim? He is talking about the belief on King Mashiach. Not talking about just that there is going to be the Geula, but the Rambam wants to actually say that there is going to be a Melech HaMashiach. Which means to say, in addition to the obligation that we must believe in the general concept of redemption that Hashem would redeem in the future all of Israel and that wouldn't matter how it's going to take place through Mashiach or otherwise but there is this the we wants to bring that over here so that is in addition to believing that somehow the Yin will go out or go, whoever, however, is going to happen, there is also a specific obligation. You have to believe that there is going to be a King Mashiach. Together with the details of the special aspects and the greatness that are detailed in the Rambam in this chapter. That's a part of our belief as the Rambam's precise language is anybody who doesn't believe in him it's not means if you don't believe in Mashiach so that means that the Rambam here wants to bring evidence that there's going to be Mashiach, not that there's going to be the Gula and that that's not clear in the verse. It's not articulated. Over there it says, God, your God. God will do it. It doesn't say Mashiach. Actually, it says Hashem will do it. It doesn't say through But it's only in Parshish Bilom where we have the evidence. Over there he talks about the two Mashiachs. David, the Melech HaMashiach. So over there, so from there we have the evidence that there'll be a Melech HaMashiach. And because the Rambam wants to prove that it's talking about Melech HaMashiach, not just, it doesn't just say, it talks about the Shnei Mashiach. It shows you in the Pesach how it's talking about two Mashiachim, so that there is the Mashiach, Melech Hamashiach, Umetamze Maybe Gam Arichas Harayu. So for this reason, he also brings the prolonged, the proof in Kamavakamav P'sukim Hamidabri Moseh B'hem with many verses that speak of them. Kib P'sukim Elu Gam Prote Inyonov Umaloysov Shemelech Hamashiach, because in these P'sukim we also. Hinted details of the special aspects and the greatness of the Melech Hamashiach, and that's because the Rambam. Because this is all part of believing in Melech Hamashiach, We have to believe in that. Question is As we learned, we explained elsewhere, as Rabbi explained that these are the four aspects of Mashiach in the first sikhah that we learned, the first part of the first of our Malchus. And therefore, the Rambam brings all the details. This is all a hemshich to believe Boi and of his aspect. So that's why the Rambam has to bring down the pesukim from Bilam in order to prove that there's Melech Hamashiach, not just Gila. Why does the Rambam not just bring the prophecy of Bilam and also needs to bring the parsha of the Uli Uliidoch, because in the parshas of Bilam, the Nebu of Bilam. Over there, it's not clear. It's just sort of encryptic. It's everyone can argue on the interpretation. You need the interpretation of Chazal to solidify that it's Melech HaMashiach. So the first Pasuk is very clear about the Gula. The second Pasuk adds that it's Mashiach, but it's not as strong because it's not so clear. So the, the two of them, the Ramah brings both proofs the other hand he wasn't satisfied with the proof from the portion below not only was he not satisfied he only brings it as the second proof the Rambam's intention over here is not just to prove, prove, being proof of that in the Teresh of we have the coming of Mashiach, which means the way the Teresh of is interpreted uh, by the Chazal, this says about that there's going to be Mashiach. But the Rambam wants to prove more than just that there is such a thing as the coming of Mashiach, but the Rambam wants to say not only that we see in the Chazal that's going to come, but that if you don't believe in him you are denying the torah koifer batayde moshe rabenu you would be denying the torah and moshe rabenu shalla Torah ido allah because the torah testified about him we can't say the torah testified about him very clearly in these psukim because baidus azu ein apiru pirus psukah torah shemetel the testimony from this sukkim of the Parashas Bilam isn't from the Torah itself, it's only according to the interpretation of the verses of the Torah by the Torah Shemalpeh. So, it's not, can't say the Torah either. So the truth is, Shagam one who denies that the Rambam writes elsewhere, the one who denies the commentary of the Torah, which is the oral Torah, he is part of Koifer Batoira. So true that it's Koifer Batoira. But we want to tell us over here, not that he's Koifer in the divre Chazal, which would be uh, uh, a Koifer Batoira. We want to say that the Torah itself, we want to say, We want to say that he's Koifer in the things that are very clear in the Torah. So the rabbin can't bring just deposit. From Bilom, because the prophecy of Bilam were said in a way of an example, in a way of a riddle. It's such a language, you can't say about this, that these are the words that are explicit. They're not explicit in the Torah. They are metaphorically, they're in a riddle. So, that I can't just bring down because this posse, because he wants to say that this is a very, very clear. But in the first passage where it says the Ge'ula, the gathering of exiles, so over there, it's very clear. So in order to substantiate that it's a very clear denial of the Torah, the Rambam has to bring the first Pasik of the Geula in general. But that doesn't tell us about Mashiach. So, for the coming of Mashiach, we have the interpretation of Chazal in the prophecy of Bilal, which is part of the Torah, and that becomes a part of the Torah. So, he needs that second proof from Mashiach and the first proof for its clarity. What we need to explain as above. What is added through the POSIK about the ore miklot? Why? What's missing in the first two proofs? And Also, that we can ask over here is to uh, point out that the Rambam kosav Balokha He wrote this evidence in its own halacha. First two he writes an aloha aleph, then he starts aloha beis. it would seem that he should have included it in the, in a. The previous aloha, biyachadim beis rayis together with his first ray. So that's the other question. Why did the Rambam write it in son aloha? In Ois Beis, the Rebbe introduces the idea that what the Rambam is trying to do is is with the bringing down that it's part in the Ore Miklot to make the coming of Mashiach part of a mitzvah. And while all parts of Torah are indisputable, but a mitzvah has more force and a mitzvah means literal. And this is what the Rambam is trying to point out of here. Base. loimar. So it appears to say. That with this evidence from the Miklot, Yesh chidush ikri. There is a new. A main novelty. Something Novel relative to the first two proofs. The fact that the Torah commanded that when Hashem will widen, you should make more ore miklot. There is a mitzvah to make three new ore miklot. When the days of Mashiach, we are obligated to add to the cities of refuge. Using the language, now that the Rambam says, quote, that in the days of King Mashiach, we add three additionals over these six. So, by doing so, So then the idea of Mashiach becomes one of the condition of a Mitzvah in the Torah. The Torah says that you bring, you, you make you three new cities of refuge. And that's part of the conditions of Orimikla that Oremiklod has, Another three when Mashiach comes. claimer Doesn't mean that it's not obvious and authentic before. claimer to say, <speaking in Hebrew> even though that the future redemption, <speaking in Hebrew> it is explicit in the Torah. <"tay-rim> And the Rambam in the commentary on Mishnahis. He counts the belief in the future redemption. Amongst the principles and the foundations of the Torah. So notwithstanding that, Mikol Mokoyim still, as never points out in the heart over here, that's why, it's a principle, but it doesn't mean it's not part of the uh, of the uh, the Muna is not part of the mitzvahs of the Torah. But the as the Rebbe explains the order, but therefore Mikoma koyim. So while it is clear in the Torah, the Ge'ula but it's not part the redemption is not part of the mitzvahs of the Torah. We don't find in the Torah, we don't find the Torah command. That's why the Rambam doesn't bring it down. This is a Sefer It's a loch. The Rambam doesn't bring it down because we don't find a command. There's no mitzvah to believe in the Geulah. How do we know? Since it's something which is very clearly explicit in the Torah, therefore, anyone who doesn't believe in it, how do he is denying the Torah and our teacher, Moshe. So it means that the concept that the Geula is coming is a Torah concept. But there is no mitzvah specifically to believe in the coming of Mashiach. But once we have this command that when Hashem widens your place, then you add Oremiklot. So then this future becomes part of the mitzvah of Oremiklot. So that makes the idea, that concept of Ge'ulo, one of the details of the mitzvahs of the Torah. Through becoming a part of a mitzvah of the Torah, which means the coming of Mashiach becomes part of the mitzvah of or Miklot can be completed when there is the Geula. So then it gets that force that is in mitzvahs. There's a special force in mitzvah kosva Rambam say, the as the Rambam writes in the laws of the foundations of the Torah in the beginning of the Sefer Rambam Yad Chazok. This is where he writes it. This is clear and it's explicit in the Torah. That what Mitzvah Laad that that is a mitzvah that stands forever. There isn't to a mitzvah, no change. mitzvah doesn't change. A mitzvah cannot be taken off, not diminished, and not extra. The mitzvah remains as it is. What is the meaning of mitzvah? Shemitzvah Sivu yatayra mitzvah means this is the command of the Torah. The commands of the Toira could be no change in them. Okay, Emshach Rambam as the Rambam continues, shekol divrei it's only say Toira, shekol divrei hatayra mitzuvin anu la soysam ad olam that all mitzvah of the Torah we are instructed to do them forever. The chen koshav gan bilchas and also the Rambam. Over there, in Hilchus Malachim, writes, inyen, when the writes Malachim Mashiach in the end of Alokha Gimel, that reads down, so what's the main principle of these matters, the Rambam rites? This is the end of Perikud Aleph, the, 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 or not the end, Alokha Gimel that this Torah, its statues, its laws, are forever, and forever, ever. You can't add to them, and you can't take away from them. So, he's talking about the Chukim of this Torah are ever, are eternal. They cannot change. this So, therefore, and the Rambam adds, one who should add or take away, or one who reveals an interpretation, a face, an interpretation in Torah. He quotes, he emphasizes, the emphasizes, that Rambam says here, if he takes out the words, the matters of the mitzvah, he says they don't mean literally. For sure, that person is a badoyi, and Verosh of apicoitus. He is an evil and Apicoitus. Abadoi means somebody who is not true, made up person. He's false. He's a rosha, And he's also a heretic. He's also an Apicoitus. So basically you see that mitzvahs have that special, that their Shutai, The mitzvah means literally. And it also means, as the Rebbe will connect to a planet, it also means that it is forever and therefore since the concept of geula is a detail of the mitzvos of the mitzvah, of mitzvor miklot so it becomes a part of the mitzvor miklot is kishame so ore miklot hi mitzo medas la olam khulu so just like the Oremiklat itself, as we quote before, it's a mitzvah, that stands forever. There is no change. So e. Miklot, the halach of Oremiklat stays all the time. So the details of the mitzvah, which is the coming of Mashiach, so they can also not be a change, God forbid, in the promise that there will be Yach Shem move on, gam, And according to this that we're saying that it's bringing a mitzvah, we understand the specific language that the Rambam uses, when he brings the proof from he says, emphasize, the Rambam says he didn't command. A command needs to be carried through to the end in the simple context. The Rambam's Intent is to emphasize the key since it's an idea of a mitzvah which is tziva kodesh baruchu, tziva kodesh baruchu, So this therefore forces us to say <speaking in Hebrew> cannot be a change <speaking in Hebrew> because a command cannot be in vain. The Hebrew doesn't tell us a command which is not going to uh, happen. And therefore this is part a the Archim is part of this, so therefore it's going to definitely happen. It's definitely, it's a part of a mitzvah. That's what the Rambam adds in Halacha base with the proof from the Oremukot. In Ois Gimel, the Rebbe will explain the extra strength that a mitzvah has more than just something which is in the Torah or the promise of a novi. Gimel. To explain this more. As far as promises that Hashem makes through a prophet. There are certain circumstances, certain cases. That it's possible that a change will take place. Say, for example, the punishment, the words of punishment that the prophet says, although the prophet says that Hashem said that the punishment is going to come, but still they can be nullified. Mipnei, because He is, prolongs his anger and his lots of kindness. Or Maybe they did shuva and it was forgiven for them. As the Piresh HaMishnah Rambam, the Rebbe quotes here in number 22. So certainly we see that when God says uh, through the Navi a punishment, it doesn't necessarily have to happen because Hashem might prolong his anger and perhaps maybe the people did shuva. But the same thing is, even if it was a promise for the good, if that wasn't public yet, but it was only between HaKadosh baruch and the Prophet, it's possible that that should not be fulfilled if the uh, if the sin causes a change, which is also in the Pirashim Esnaiz to the Rambam over there. So Mezemuva, So from this, it's understood. So we see that there is a change. Even when we are clear, we know for sure that the promise of the Prophet will be fulfilled. That any good item that Hashem decrees, even if it's conditional, it doesn't go back, which means it will always happen. As the Rambam explains in the commentary on the Mishnayis of the Rambam, when hakodesh Baruch Hu says to a Novi to, prom- to promise tell the people a good the surah. That needs to, that must be fulfilled. Over here, you cannot take it away because it was a sin and therefore we will take away the promise, nullify the promise. No. So, even in these cases, when we know when it's good, it was said, and Hashem needs to do it. So it's not because by definition a promise that is given to a prophet cannot be changed. No, uh, 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 a promise to a prophet could be changed, but there's circumstances are here that they're not going to be changed. In this case, these promises there is no actual change because as the Rambam says that the reason why we don't change it is because the reason why we say that is so in order to be able to test somebody if he's a true Novi, the test for a true Novi is to ask him to say something in the future and when it takes place then we know that he's a true Novi so we therefore have to say that his words have to become true. Otherwise, how are we going to test the Navi if they don't become true? Maybe there was a change, so it wouldn't be a proof that he's a Navi ashakir if they don't come through. So therefore, certain promises have to take place because that's the way we test the Navi. And therefore, they're going to take place. But it doesn't mean that they have a force the prophecy of a Novi, by definition, doesn't have to come through. Some some situations, they can change. But that only applies if it's a promise, a prophecy of a Novi. But when we talk about the eternity of Torah, which stands forever and ever, ever. That is because the Torah is not a changeable, it's not cannot be defined by change. It is it's not possible to change. It comes from a non-changeable place. Mm-hmm. Just like I, Hashem, quoting the Pasuk, have not changed. There could be no change in Hashem, God forbid. Likewise, the Torah of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is, which is the wisdom and the wishes of HaKadosh Baruch that the whole definition of a change doesn't apply to it. So from this we also understand as far as the promise for the redemption. The af, the promise that the navi promises for redemption since, although, because it was a promise for the good, and this, that Hashem has already said to the Novi, to promise the people with the good news, still quoting from the Pirusha Shemesh it's, it's not possible for it to be nullified, because the sun, the sin may cause it, I said before, so it's not going to change because we know the promise for the good that was passed on to the people cannot be changed. In addition to that, there's another promise also. From beginning with, we cannot apply in our case that there might be a, a change because this. this the sin may cause change because Shari B'Lo Rambam, because the Rambam uses the language the Torah is already promised that in the end the Yidden will do tshuva in the end of Golus, and immediately they'll be redeemed. That's the beginning of the posting that we're quoting the whole time in Pashas Nitzavim. When all these things come upon you you will return to God, your God. And then, Hashem will redeem you, bring you back. I So that means to say, not only will we promise redemption, we promise that it be tshuva, so there won't be a reason for not doing redemption. That we were promised that there's not going to be a circumstances that maybe it's not going to become true because they they the sin caused, because there's going to be no sin, because they're going to do tshuva. So, we know for sure it's going to happen because these conditions, it was in the Navi, and the Navi gave it over, it has to happen. In addition, the only reason why it would not happen is because of the sin. It says the Yidin are going to do tshuva. But yet, the kam the certainty in this is only based on the definitions of prophecy and the way prophecy works. In other words, the the vua, has certain situations but the itself is not an unchangeable could be sometimes changed as opposed to through the fact that the promise of redemption it becomes a part and a detail of the mitzvah of Torah. So on that detail, it applies the eternity of Torah is on it. That's an eternity that to nullify doesn't apply to it at all. As he said before, this is connected to Hashem, to the mitzvahs, which there's no change over there. By definition, there's no change. So when something is just said by a novi, in essence, that could be changed if the circumstances are such. Something which is said by the Torah as a mitzvah, that cannot be changed. As the Rebbe will explain now in Oiz Dalet, that there's also a difference about the eternity of Torah As it manifests itself when we say it's a mitzvah of the Torah or it's just a story of the Torah. That even a story of the Torah doesn't necessarily have to be that it is literally. It can be a story of the Torah, it can be interpretations. But when there's a mitzvah, a mitzvah needs to be literally. That's why it's more a mitzvah even than a promise or a fact which is written just in the Torah as a story. Let's look inside there is still room for a question. The rule that Torah is eternal is in all parts of Torah. And especially in the five of the Torah. As the Rambam writes, while other Nevi may be lost in love, there may be bottled, but the five chumashim of the Torah are never going to cease. Everything that was written in the Torah that Moshe gave us, who Nitzchi is eternal, and stands forever. In that case, what is the what does it help us that it submits the verses written in the Torah? Since the promise from HaKadosh Baruch for redemption is clear, articulated in the Torah of Moshe, so already to it applies the eternity of the five books of the Torah. What is added to this by saying that it's also part of the Mitzvah, not just part of the clear promise of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but it becomes a mitzvah. We can say, <speaking in Hebrew> There is a main distinction between that eternity, which is associated with the mitzvah of the Torah, to the eternity of the other parts of Torah. In the other parts of the Torah, it's possible that the eternity of Torah should be fulfilled not literally, just in their spiritual contents. The stories of the Torah have a lesson in the spiritual meaning, not physical, because when we read about everything that took place, the history, those are lessons. Those are teachings for us. The literal happened a long time ago. The chronicles and the stories of the written Torah. What is the eternity? What happened was a long time ago. So what is the eternity of the stories of the Torah? He Those are the wisdom and the and the wonders that are hinted in the Torah. not In their literal. The literal is, uh, took place. That's the past. It's history. What is the lesson? The, the, what is the story? The story for us is a lesson. This has already happened. So what are we going to Nothing to, the, the learning is not the physical, what took place, but it is the m- lesson and the message. But when we take that the Torah is a mitzvah, a medes, a la lo When we talk about a mitzvah, we say the mitzvah stands for eternally. That means, which means the commands of the Torah, literally, the way it's simply understood exist forever and ever ever without any change without any take away without any additions and the Rebbe said this is also in the Loshen Rambam like the Rambam's exact mm-hmm. Loshen is V'chol ha khulu Advarim shel Mitzvos mipshutam that anybody who adds and takes out the words of the mitzvahs, the Rambam emphasizes, the Rebbe bolds the mitzvah. the Rambam writes, if you take out mitzvah from Pshutom, then for sure, you're a badoi in the Roshan Apikotis. Main meaning, mitzvahs have that special thing. If you take them out from the literal, this only applies when you say, the that they're not literally yes, all of then applies to him. On that person is that definition: the badoi of that he is a badoi and a Russian which is only because he says the mitzvahs are not literal. Then he's really denying the foundation of the eternity of Torah. The mitzvahs as, 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 are, are internal. But he would not be denying the eternity of Torah if he doesn't say the stories of Torah, as opposed to, when he takes out the other meanings of the verses, takes them out literally, to him doesn't apply that definition, that he's a Roshan Apikotis, a na Okay shame should be sipura just as like in the story of Tahruh, same thing is with regards to the promises of Hashem, which were recorded written in the Tahruh. that their actual fulfillment, tolui that really depends on the way they were promised. The fiatnoyim vigodorim they can hinge on the way the promise was based on the conditions, based on the definition as our sage blessed memory interpreted. So it doesn't mean literally across the board we need explanation what and where and how this is going to take place. And if the Promise was written without these conditions, which means if it says conditions and you meet the conditions, then it has to mean literally because you met the conditions. You can't give up, get a promise, and we say, Oh, this condition. But if it is no conditions attached, then it doesn't literally have to take place because it says in the Torah, but it doesn't mean literally. Again, if it hinges on conditions, and because the condition you fulfilled, then it has to be fulfilled literally. But if it doesn't hinge on conditions, it just says it doesn't necessarily mean a promise that it means literally. the As we find clearly, openly, that this rule, that when Hashem promises, can sometimes not be fulfilled, bepoiled in actuality, because the sin might cause, that would also apply to promises that are very clearly specified in the Torah. Quotes the breisim says, Two times, until your nation passes by, until the nation am So. We say, what is it two times on So the Brisa says, "Adyaver Amcho Hashem Zubi Yerushyna." That talks about the first time we came to Eretz Yisro. when the first time through Yeshua, Shabola Arz Yeshua, as Rashi says over there. Adyaver Amzukanisa. What is the second time? Zubi Yershnia. That refers to the second time, Adyaver Amzukan Zubi Golos will be Ezra when they went up from the Golos Bovs in the day of Ezra. That's the Rashi says. So but we know that the uh, Aliyah in the second did not go so smoothly. That all the nation will wait and they'll stay there in, uh, uh, in awe. It was a, a different uh, type. They got permission. Not everybody went up. It was a whole. So Mekan say that. That really they were fit to a miracle. The Torah equates the two, just like miraculously they went out the first time of Golus of Mitzrayim. Same thing, they were also They should have gone to very open in a miraculous way. Like it happened, as the pasuk says, the sin caused. So here we see the sin caused a change in the promise of Adyaver Amcha Adyaver so one can argue, since this promise, Amzukanis has been written in the written Torah. That was a promise before they came in the second time. She promised them that there will be miracles there. And this Torah cannot be exchanged. And there's no change, and there's no missing, and there's nothing to take away, we can't add. How are we possible to say that there's a change in this promise, and it's not going to be fulfilled actually? Let it be for any reason. But it says in the Torah, it's in it has to be no change. So we have to say therefore, that this definition of Torah's eternity, that does not generally apply to how we learn the meaning of the verses. In other words, when we say the eternity of Torah it doesn't mean the literal literal of the pasuk, it means the pasuk is. Eternity. Whether it's physically or spiritually, it's an old situation. It's conditional. doesn't necessarily mean because that doesn't impact. That doesn't say that it's not, it could be eternal. But it doesn't mean that it doesn't have any conditions. It doesn't mean that it's physically. It doesn't mean that it's in old circumstances. So, so that's why this is the Kiddush when it comes to. Mashiach's coming, that it becomes part of a mitzvah. <speaking in Hebrew> Since the promise for redemption becomes a detail of the mitzvah or the mitzvah. <speaking in Hebrew> So on it applies now the eternity of mitzvah of the Torah. Asher, <speaking in Hebrew> when we talk about a mitzvah, so number one, Aleph, Mukhrachli hiskayim, with pastures with it has to be fulfilled literally and physically and number two and in such a way that there could be no change like I said before this is what the Rambam accomplished with Aloha base by bringing down the that Moshiach became part of a mitzvah part of the Mitzvah's and therefore it adds to the and the certainty of the uh, mitzvah in the coming of Mashiach. In Hay, the okay. Rebbe continues to make the case that the Rambam, by bringing in that the Mashiach belief is also a mitzvah, he makes the certainty that if you don't believe in it, it's much stronger than saying that you don't believe in the Torah. In order to be a koifer Torah fully, it has to be that the Mashiach is part of a mitzvah. Otherwise, if you don't agree to the interpretation or you have other, you it's going against the Torah, but you can't say that that person is denying the nitzchis He says it's not going to happen. Literally, it's going to be figuratively. But once we prove in halacha based that it's actually part of a mitzvah, then it's a totally different. Then if you're saying that it's not literally, then it becomes a gather of a koifer, and it's a very. Uh, that's what the Rama wants to bring out: the seriousness of not believing in Mashiach. Hey. A peakola Nal Yashavir, based on all the above, we can explain Hatam Shah Rambam Masif Horayah Al Malachamashiach. The reason why the Rambam adds the proof on the Malachamashiach Maho from the fact Shaaf or Miklot Wahimer, also by the he says, Im Yarchiv Vyasafto. And then you should add, this never happened. And Hashem would not just instruct in vain. This is what does the Rambam mean to say here. The Rambam is not just bringing additional proof, but he's bringing in a whole new concept, the idea of a mitzvah. In Rambam, the intent of the Rambam is not the rock only. I mean, a statue is another proof, but it's not only Lavi. To bring oid heichocha, another proof metoydoshabiksav from the written Torah Hamisha Chumshat Torah al melech Hamashiach King Mashiach alabola hoyisif in yinchado she comes to add a new concept bechoy meradovor shemishenemamin in the seriousness of this matter of one who does believe the noise of lozei shekoyfematoydoshemisharabeinu for in addition to the fact that he is denying toydoshemisharabeinu. As the Rambam starts off, the first aloha, that one who doesn't believe in him is denying the Torah because the Torah has testified upon him. And if you don't believe him, you're going and denying what the Torah says, that you would be diminishing one of the myths of the Torah. Because if a person doesn't believe in Mashiach, this detail of the mitzvah of mikhlot, that there's going to be another three Oremiklots when Mashiach comes, when there's going to be Yarchiv Hashem Gevulcha, he doesn't believe it's never going to happen. And therefore upon him applies what the Rambam writes, that one in the lex text, about one who doesn't believe in mitzvahs, or says that there is a change. For sure, he's a badoy in the Russian apikodes. So it only applied to him because we're saying that it's a mitzvah, and now he's denying uh, the mitzvah. He said that's not going to happen. That's why the Rambam writes this as a proof in its own aloha, and the first two proofs he intends to prove that he writes in Allah, lef. The mamim boy that you're denying the torah. Moshe Rabbeinu and Moshe Benisha shat torah adayat he since the torah testified, So if you disagree, then you're going against the torah. Or this proof bolarames al It's coming to hint that there's an additional stringency in this matter. That you are actually taking away part of mitzvot. So how does it make you worse being Koyfer Betoida and making you from the first, uh, uh, then making you a Gorey Mitzvah. Uh, so Koyfer Betoida of Moshe Rabbeinu. He already got it. Ma Moshe V'zeh what does it add that we're saying that you're also diminishing from part of the midst of the Torah? But the, ways, the way we explained earlier, we can say that there's actually going to be a halakhic difference between you're just denying the way it says in the Pesukim in the that the Rabbah brings down and when you're denying it because it's a midst of the Torah. And by first introducing to explain what would be the law of one who says, I don't believe in the future redemption. Because he holds. He says, although we were promised for redemption, so he's not denying that we weren't promised, he says we were promised. But he says, it was a change. And this promise has been nullified. Whether it's a sin or similar to the sin. So it would seem, We can't say that he's denying the Torah. He's not saying the Torah didn't say so. He's just saying, because the Torah testified. He's not denying the Torah. But there we're saying, over there, the intention is that he's denying something which says clearly in the written Torah. It says there's going to be the and he doesn't believe in it. But in this case, since he's saying there was a change, he's not denying a promise. That is written in the Torah. But what he holds is, He says also such a promise that says in the Torah, Shem could change his mind. He couldn't retract. So he's not denying what it said in the Torah, but he's denying the fact that it can be no change. But Maybe we need to look. Maybe this would be a koifer. Denying the Torah Oral Torah because Oral Torah says that's what it means. That would be, if it would only be, because it's written the Torah. But since the Ula is a detail and it's a definition in the midst of the Torah, actually, with the Mitzvah stands forever and ever and ever, this forces us to say that it's impossible to be, God forbid, a change in the promise of the Geula because it's a mitzvah and denying it is saying that the mitzvah is not going to happen. If he says opposite this, then he has a din kaif If he says it's not going to happen, even though he says a chem changed his mind because by mitzvahs you can't say such a thing. For although he believes that Hashem said, if Hashem will widen the place, you should bring it. Yes, he agrees to that. But Haribah is But when he says that this detail of the mitzvah is going to take place, that is not going to be a three, uh, another three So then he was battle this Torah and Then it would be in the Torah. So here we have a demonstration how we see that by the Rambam saying that it's also a mitzvah, that if somebody who said, I believe in what the Torah says, but I don't believe that it has to happen, it could be a change, that because it's a mitzvah of Torah, he would still be a kaifer, because once you become a, a mitzvah of the Torah, there could be no change. Yes, we can say another difference if he says he doesn't believe in the future redemption to come, because he explains the promises of the Torah, the Torah promise, they don't mean literally. He says, for example, that this redemption will only take place spiritually. You can't say that he's denying the Torah of Yeshua he agrees. He admits that what the Torah said is true. He doesn't think that it means the literal matter, but it means not literally. So, similar to what we're saying in the previous case, he believes what he says is a change. In this case, he believes what it says doesn't mean literally. And even if you say that this is it goes again that a Pasuk needs to go according to the literal sense. So we need to look in is it possible to call him can we apply to him that definition of name that he's a heretic in Torah he's denying because he's not Directly denying it, but rather he's translating that it means something a little different. Just because he is explaining the verses, not literally, if we can actually apply it to him that is a of But now the Rambam has, it's part of a mitzvah. But because of the fact that the redemption is a detail and part of the mitzvah of the Torah then when he says that the Tegula is not going to be literally, then he's taking out the manner of the mitzvahs from the literal meaning. Then on him applies the din. When the Rambam writes, if you take out the the mitzvahs that he's definitely a and that's what's added because the Rambam brings down also this additional proof from the uh, mitzvah that it's part of the mitzvah of the aramiklut. So now, along these lines of the Rebbe's explanation, the Rebbe continues in Eisvov uh, to tell us that actually halacha base added. It's a mitzvah. But in Halacha Aleph, the Rambam adds that it's also violating the words of a Navi. Although it seems that the words of a Navi are less than the words of the Torah, the Rambam starts off, and then we have b'shem that in the time of, in the prophecy of Bilam, there's a Navua. That ever brings out that we're trying to say that there's actually a stringency in Navua. And what the Rambam is here saying in these two alochas and Aleph and Beis is that one who doesn't believe in Moshe Rabbeinu is actually denying all three things in the Torah, in the Navi, and also the Tzernal Mitzvah. Let's look inside. In this way, we can explain another diuk, an emphasis in the language of the Rambam that in the evidence with Parshas Bilam from the section of Bilam Eimer, he says, Abbe Parshas Bilam Nehmer, also in the portion of Bilam Nehmer, and he says, Vishom Nibbe. Over there he prophesized. Meshnei HaMeshichim of the two Mashiach, David and uh, Mashiach Tzidkein, Melach HaMashiach. So, Ramam could have said, Abbe Parshas Bilam Nehmer, Meshnei HaMeshichim, why is he emphasized Nibbe? So, in a move on, why does he have to emphasize that he prophesies? telling us that this was a prophecy. What would you think? It's not a prophecy. Rebbe says, Well, maybe Bilam is saying it's not a prophecy. So why would the Torah record what Bilam said? But God the Rebbe says this is very difficult to explain. The Rambam wants to tell you Niba, Shakim on shemagdim Bilam, since he introduces that this is in the section of Bilam. So Adiklo Yisvinietz to add veshom nibo that he prophesied him loykein min no lon she yesh emes v'divri yes it's a prophecy because otherwise how do we know it's true towards the of bilom shadikiv on she parshes bilom nichtav abateras don't need a proof because it's written parshah bilom is written in toedas moishah moving a parshah it's understood it's obvious shadvoram mitim hayla these are true words. So the Rambam doesn't have to add the words just to tell us that this prophecy that Bila prophesized is true. There's another reason for it. So we can say that here too, the Rambam's intent is to teach us an additional stringency. And one who doesn't believe in the Melach HaMashiach. In addition to the fact that he is denying the Torah. And do you Beinu, that's additional, that this is Nebuah that he is denying. So you're going to ask, so what's the Kiddush? Why are we saying also Nebuah? If he's denying the Torah, the no, Novi is not stronger. No, there is an aspect which the Novi is stronger. Although the words of Torah are more stringent than the word of Naviim, so what do we need to add that you'll also be violating the words of the Navi after we said that you're violating the Torah? We also find a stringency in the words of Nevihim, the words of Torah. If the Torah tells you to do something or the words of Hashem, the mitzvahs, the words of Hashem, not all mitzvahs get the same punishment. But if a Navi tells you something and you defy it, then there's always the death penalty for that. Why? Because it's closer to the people, because a navi is a human being which Hashem reveals Himself to, so there's a moral connection there. So there's something about the navi. Let's look inside. Although the words of Torah are more serious than the words of the naviim, nevertheless, we find more also a stringency in the words of Torah relative to words of. Words of Neviam revert over the words of Torah. What's the punishment that comes if you violate what the Torah says? It depends on the category of the sin. It's a slight, Torah, a serious, Torah. get different punishment, different evaders. As opposed to if you violate the words of the Navi, there's no difference what kind of a Matter you violated, even if it's matters that are optional, you are liable for Misa always Misa. Why? So we see that violating the words of a Navi carries itself a even more than violating just regular the Torah. Why is that so? So we can say the reason even though the force of words of the Torah, is much greater than the force that is in the words of prophecy, nevertheless, relative to the people, there is a stringency in the words of prophecy. What is the word? That's Hashem is prophesying human beings. Not prophesying, not the Torah, but it's people that are prophesying it's it's a idea, a knowledge that the Hashem shares, imparts to the heart of human beings since this is a revelation of Hashem's word to people therefore acts of the human beings are more punished and more connected because Bnei Odom are telling you and you are Bnei Odom so the words in the Nevi'im have a force and have a stringency relative to the words of Torah. Because of this, when a person, her, hears a instruction, a command from the mouth of the Prophet, it's as if you're hearing it from Hashem. And therefore, because you can relate to it more directly, Hashem is... Revealing yourself through the novi, therefore, what the command doesn't matter. Hashem is saying something to you. If you are transgressing it, then you are violating. You're rebelling against the king, which is punishable by death. Was guilty of death. Doesn't make a difference what the rebel, what you rebelled in, what the command was, what the instruction was. It is. Rebelling, Shem told, now through a human being what to do, and you rebelled against it. Move on. So from this we understand. So from this we understand that in generally there is a stringency of vUA relative to words of Torah, even when you're not. Also in a place where it does not apply, you're not violating the Divra Novi. Now we're looking about it. Is it more serious because it was said by a navi? Yeah. Because you didn't hear it directly from the navi, So you would not be liable for death when you didn't hear it from the navi. And yet, there is that kind of stringency because if you did hear it, that would be stronger. This is what the Rambam means when he writes, Bishom Nibah. And over there he prophesies, Lerame to, to us. That one who doesn't believe in the King Mashiach, Yashbay Khum Razu, also has this stringency that this is also a Nevuah. So it's a Nevuah, it's Torah and Nevuah. So it turns out that we have all three things. We have the Torah, Nevuah, and the Mitzvah. So it comes out according to this. And these three proves that the Rambam brings. He teaches us that the concept of Melech HaMashiach has been said and written in all sections of the written Torah. First, in the stories and the promises of the Torah, that's in Parashas Nitzavim. As the as. Articulated in the section of Netzach, mm-hmm. and then again in the prophecies of the Torah, k'beforish and parshas Bilam, mm-hmm. as says in parshas as, as explained, articulated in the portion of Bilam sheshom mm-hmm. niba, hein b'mitzvas shebetoyra, also mitzvah toyra, k'beforish b'mitzvas as explained in the mitzvas arim miklat, and therefore Mashiach, mm-hmm. one who doesn't believe in the King Mashiach. In addition to him being denying he also denies the prophecy of the Torah. You're also denying the mitzvah of the Torah. Which stands forever and ever and ever. So therefore, this is what the Rambam tells us here that we have all the parts of the Torah and one who doesn't believe it, in it is violating all of them. Finally in Uzayin, the Rebbe is going to explain so why was this mitzvah of miklat chosen to be the mitzvah in which the Mashiach is hinges on that mitzvah and the Rebbe is going to explain that cities of refuge is actually the time of Mashiach is in time, the time of refuge in which we will be able to escape all of our Yitzhore and enjoy the miklat. Zayin, but Zayin, so we still need explanation. My time and Nifchar or Mitzvahs What's the reason that the city of of the Mitzvah Oremiklat was chosen? That the concept, the base of Mashiach, becomes a detail in this Mitzvah specifically. So the shleimers that we can say about this is in Yonum Shalom Oremiklat. But pastures. So what is the idea of Oremiklat? Literally. It's a place of protection. It's a place that you're guarded and you're protected from the Redeemer of the blood. Somebody killed somebody accidentally. The Redeemer of the relative wants to kill him. If he wants to do it, he protects him there. So when the person, whether it was accidentally or even, then he has to live there or even because they all go to first they go to do it. So, so once you're in the ro, then you can't touch him for bad, you can't touch him. Just as we have the escape in space, in the miklot series of refuge, likewise is also in time, there's a time of refuge. That's the Rambam says later on, it's that time, there's going to be no hunger, no war, no jealousy, The no competition. So, what's going to be? You will be able to have refuge from all matters that are no good. Shazmanagos of the time of exile. You'll be able to escape them. And the Indian can sit secure on their land. And similar to this is also the spiritual matters. With especially the way it's known, that the concept of a series of refuge, murder, The refuge to protecting you and the escape from the Yitzhara, he's called the Redeemer of the blood. He's seeking blood. He wants the person to fail. As our sages, a blessed memory tell us, the words of Torah, they are refuges. Just as a city of refuge, literally, also serves as an atonement for the one who killed somebody. So likewise, it's also spiritual. when we talk about who killed somebody, that hints for an act of an Aveda. You killed your Nefesh Elikis. Because through this, you blemish yourself. Through the that you that you learned, they impact a refuge and atonement for your soul. That's the connection of the mitzvah or the miklot to the coming of the melech because the melech took more klitosom, then it will be completed the refuge, the kaporos and shal Yisrael. And the atonement of the yim heida, yimein umamish, speedily in our days, this is Mesicha Shabbos Devorim, but el Shoydish Elu Tovshim and Vav, a Shabbos Pid Parshas Tovshin